You can do anything you want in this lifetime. Give yourself permission to unapologetically be the main character and create an extraordinary life full of joy, adventure, and purpose. Because this is what you truly deserve. With love, Susie. Hey, High Achiever, I'm Susie, your podcast host and founder of the Female Leadership Collective. At the Collective, we celebrate women breaking free from the path that society created for them and using their gifts towards making a huge impact in the world and carving their own freedom-based lives. In each episode on this show, I'll be interviewing women who, like me, ditched their impressive careers at some of the world's most powerful companies and boldly stepped out to create their own brands, businesses, cultures, and teams. Hear from women who are at the cutting edge of redefining what it means to be a successful female leader in business. You'll learn how they did it and actionable takeaways on how you can implement their strategies to own your vision, courageously go after it and flourish in your life and business. I left my career at the world's largest investment bank over five years ago, moved to tropical paradise and built my own online business. It wasn't easy, but wow, was it worth it. Now I mentor other female leaders to launch and scale their own online businesses and step into their true paths of freedom. So today I have the lovely Maria Henning on. She is a human design coach and also the founder of a tech software startup. And I really loved my conversation with Maria today. She goes into her story around how she used to work in oil and gas, how she worked for a tech startup, and ultimately how she found human design. And it really, really helped her realize more about herself and that she was destined to become an entrepreneur. And just knowing that about herself gave her the confidence to actually take action on it. Some of you are probably a little bit more skeptical around certain things that are relating to astrology and things like that and we're getting a lot better at that as a society but I just want to speak to those people listening because I asked Maria a question around this like what's the science behind it and how would you speak to people who are kind of like comfortable about dipping into something that's not you know completely proven by science so we go into that into the conversation and I can just tell you from my own experience that understanding human design to an extent has really really helped me understand myself and also just trying out things that human design tells me about myself and just experimenting with it has actually really helped me feel better about certain ways that I am and certain ways that I do things. Maria is very knowledgeable and amazing. She explains the principles of human design in such a useful way. Also, if you're someone who doesn't know your human design chart, then she also provides you with information on how to find out yours in the episode. The links are in the show notes. Also, we just have a really great conversation around how Maria married the skills she learned working in corporate for a tech startup with her passion for human design and ultimately created a tech startup in the human design space. So for those of you in corporate who are thinking, 
God, how can I possibly, you know, I work for this like tech unicorn. How can I possibly make something like that myself? Well, actually, Maria is a great example of how you can create something based on your corporate skill set, but also bring your passion into it. So blending human design that she's so passionate about with her understanding of tech. So I'm so excited for you to listen to this conversation with Maria. She is really impressive, really inspirational, and I know you're going to enjoy it. Welcome, Maria. I'm so excited to have you on the show today, all the way from the States or Canada, right? (laughs) Have I got that one wrong? The States, you were right at first. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I've I've like started to understand the difference between the two accents now, but I don't always get it right. (laughs) Honestly, I don't really either. So, and I grew up in the States, so it's all good. I can never really tell who's from, I mean, they have to say if Canadians have a couple of specific words that Americans say differently. So anyway, but yes, thank you for having me all the way from the States. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, so exciting. So I am going to just hand it over to you first to just introduce yourself to the listeners, tell them who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, hi everyone. It's so good to meet you if you're listening. My name is Maria Henning and I'm originally from Venezuela and I moved to Houston when I was seven. So I grew up in Texas, grew up in the States. And what I do now is I'm a human design and gene keys teacher, reader, coach, and I also have a software startup. So I have this like human design and gene keys coaching and education company and a software startup. And I really, I just got into this from, you know, maybe we might get into the story, but just many, many years of personal development, spirituality, and and entrepreneurship aspirations that eventually kind of led me here. I'm happy to share, share more details on that, but that is essentially what I do, who I am, a Latina, you know, American entrepreneur in the, in the spirituality that. space. Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> and why I really love to have you on as well, and we were just talking about it offline, is that you have a software startup, which I think it's really interesting that you've blended the two of coaching, which is like booming right now, and then also you know, coming up with a, a kind of tech startup, right? Which So we can kind of go into that because I think a lot of people don't even consider that they could do both. And actually, you know, tech underpins everything in life. So it kind of does make sense. So I'm excited to dive into that. But first, I always love to speak to my guests about their kind of past career because often everybody has one. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Maria used to work in corporate because I I don't know, there's mm. a certain type of woman, right? And I was like, I bet she did. So I went on your about you <laughs> about page and I saw that you used to work in oil and gas. Yes. But it's interesting because, and I, yeah, I'm happy to get into the background that I would say was probably the most corporate of my experiences, but it was actually still a tech startup. It was a tech startup in the realm of oil and gas. And so it felt corporate, but it was also so like ragtag and like, you know, me and just like two dudes who were my bosses for like most of that time that it doesn't necessarily feel like I had a super corporate experience, but yeah. So I, I studied marine science. That's my like educational background. I studied marine science at University, which is where I live now. I live in Boston because I was just obsessed with marine science my whole life. And like, I wanted to be like a dolphin trainer at SeaWorld and like all of that. I was vegetarian for a super long time. So just the the nature, the, the, I loved, I love science of so the science aspect of it. And like the, you know, environmental, like activist part of it really drew me in, but I'm also a manifesting generator in human design, which we'll get into, which means I have many other past lives, you know, dancer, yoga, teacher, all of those kinds of things. And I, I graduated in 2016 and I spent four years working before I started my business. So it was 
pretty much exactly four years. And actually most of those experiences were all small business, startup, sales, retail, marketing type of experiences that really, really helped me when it came to starting my own business. So I worked at the front desk of a Pilates studio for a while, selling their packages and checking guests in. So lots of customer service sales experience. I worked at Apple retail, which was great because I was a super, you know, like working for a really, really big company, right. And getting, getting their training, but still kind of being on the ground floor sales, you know, customer service type of stuff. And then I worked Worked for the oil and gas startup for just 14 months, not even a year and a half. It was a very short stint, but got so much experience out of that. I was the third hire on that team. And then again, became the third hire for the last company I worked at, which was my yoga instructor's yoga company. And I was doing all of his marketing, web design, social media presence. I was also teaching yoga, organizing events, like doing just wearing all the hats. So that, that is my background. And, and when I looked when I started my business at the time, I was like, wow, it took so long for me to start my own business four years. Cause I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, four years is like nothing. Like that's so quick, you know, to kind of jump and do your own thing. But, you know, through the grace of, you know, the universe, I guess I was put in all these roles that helped me to get all the entrepreneurial skills that I needed. So yeah, that's like my work background. <laughs> I love that. There's, there's actually so many things from that, that I just want to like summarize to for the listeners right so yeah so many people especially people who with their high-flying corporate careers a big part of leaving is oh my god I couldn't possibly leave this like impressive title and this amazing brand that I work for but actually what you mentioned about like learning the skills of being on the Pilates desk and selling packages and things like that that the, the problem with corporate is it's these corporations are often so big that your role is so specific and that is just nothing not what it's like not realistic for when you first start a business and you're doing absolutely everything so in mm. a way like what you did going to all those different roles is like what people would pay for for an MBA right like w- way better because it's practical real life experience that then I'm sure ultimately has helped you with you know, surpassing a corporate income and beyond, right? Which is kind of hard to think about when you're stuck in the job. But I really yes. think that that experience can't be under underestimated. No, absolutely not. And I'm glad that you point that out because I, so I, part of the human design and Gene Keys coaching that I do does involve business. I have a lot of folks that want to start their own business and use human design and Gene Keys as a tool for that. And so I jump into business coach mode with that kind of stuff. And I always have to remind people, like I, I didn't just you know, in January, 2020, start using Canva for the first time or, Mm. or hear about a marketing funnel for the first time, or start posting on Instagram to sell a product for the first time. Like I, without really realizing it had, I have four years of experience in running a small business, you know, not as the CEO, not as the visionary or the main, you know, kind of creator, but doing the marketing, doing the sales, like one of the best experiences I got from that, the, the tech startup, the oil and gas company, I spent about a half of my time in that role doing sales and marketing and the other half doing product management. So the product management side really helped me with my own tech startup because I got so much of the tech experience. But for the first seven months, I was like making cold calls. My boss was the chief marketing officer. And so he was like showing me like marketing email funnels in the background. And he was showing me like sales emails and sales pages and how his whole funnel worked. And like, it was, I learned so much from him. Shout out to Ben Reed. But <laughs> yeah, it's like, I wasn't, I did 
didn't just go into starting my own business without never having, you know, looked at an email workflow before. And, and it definitely, I, I, I appreciate that background so much. I have to remind my clients often to not compare with like, oh, like you were two years in and this is your level of success. It's like, no, like I had four, I'm actually more like four years in now, but <laughs> I had, you know, two, I had four years of experience, you know, before getting into it. Yeah, amazing. I love that transparency and cold calling. I honestly think is one of the best trainings, like having done it myself as well, like literally breaks you to then re- regrow again, right? Like, and you become God. like, you, you know, you can't, you become unshakable after that, I would say. A hundred percent. It is grueling. It's, and it's yeah. also grueling when you're doing it in a co-working space where everyone else oh. who is working there can hear your calls and everyone else is working on their cool ass tech startups and they're all like the CEOs of their company. And I'm just like, hi, like, would you like to like list your water on my like weird tech website? Yeah, it was very silly. (laughs) I really respect that. Amazing. Uh, So what point, like, tell us about the shift of when you decided to start your own business. Like, where did that come from and how did you kind of get started? So, you know, long story as they all are, I think for, for most of us entrepreneurs, I, particularly the moment where I really knew it's like, I spent all of my life being like looking at the nine to five career and like the climbing the corporate ladder for 30 years type of thing. And, and, and I always was like, that can't be it. Like that can't, that cannot be the only way. And I would always say, I, I'm never going to do that, but I didn't, I didn't have like a, what I was going to do. Like I never knew what, what the positive thing action that I was going to take. I just knew the non-action that I never wanted, which was to work in corporate or work, you know, at the same place for 30 years. But it wasn't until around 2015, where I really just discovered the term digital nomad. I don't know if you remember in 2015, it was like the height of like the Instagram travel vlogs and like, you know, food vlogs and like nomadic Matt and like all those people that were just like traveling all over the world and vlogging about it and like single female solo travel, whatever. And I was like, whatever the fuck that is, like, that's like what I'm going to do. Like digital nomad, like I need to have a digital company where I work for myself and I can have location freedom and time freedom. I still didn't know what it was going to be, but as many of us entrepreneurs have, especially like around this, like around the internet time, I have like a graveyard of like vlog names or or blog names rather, and like Instagram handles that I tried to start different ideas, things I wanted to do. So I always knew that that's what I wanted to, to get into, but it wasn't until October of 2019 that I actually started doing something, you know, on my own. And that was doing freelance graphic design because I was already doing graphic design for the yoga company. And so I figured, well, I could just do this for other people. And I was already doing marketing and I was setting up, you know, Google pages and like web design. Like I figured out WordPress and Elementor and all that shit. I was like, let me just like very simple, very simple stuff. But I started charging for it. And that's when I was like, okay, like I could see how this like could turn into something. And then I quit the yoga job in January of 2020, like a week after my birthday or something like that. I was like, okay, yeah, we're going to diverge paths now. And I spent the next six months kind of back and forth between like, do I want to go full-time on working for myself? Or I was trying to move to Germany at the time because I was dating my, my ex who lived in Germany. And so I was like, well, how, what's the best way I can get a visa? Like, should I like apply to grad school? Should I go back into product management? Should I, you know, try to work, work for a company there? Or should I just, you know, become an au pair or like do get like the learn, like German learn, learning language visa. But there, none of those situations seemed exciting. And there were like a couple of things that aligned one of those being understanding my human design to Mm -hmm. get me to 
to, to really claim that entrepreneurship was always going to be the path for me. And so it was around April of 2020 that I was like, I, I don't fucking care how, how to like, how long it takes. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And in that moment, it was like, I'm going to get like the self-employment visa. I was like, I'm going to have a business. that's so good that like, I can like get the self-employment visa. And I started with the graphic design and the marketing or whatever, but it, but knowing that that wasn't really my calling and it took just a few months, maybe until June to like really pivot into the coaching, which is what I'd always wanted to do because I've spent, you know, many years in the personal development and spirituality space with like yoga instruction and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's kind of the story. So really discovering that digital nomad, like, yes, in 2015, you know, selling my first freelance package in like October, 2019 with doing marketing and graphic design, really committing to the entrepreneurship in April. 2020 and then pivoting to what it is what what I always really wanted it to be which is a coaching company in like June of 2020 so yeah nice. wow I love it so exciting and I I just what I see in your story is like adaptable like you've adapted mm. to so many things and it's like oh should I go and do this should I go and do this like you kind of don't take no for an answer from yourself if that makes sense which is really really important I so where I want to take this conversation, I obviously want to talk about the business that you've built and how you decided to create the software startup. But I also think there's probably value in going into human design now for those who don't actually know what it is, so that when we're talking about that, they understand it. So I would love for you because I literally for me when I when I first discovered discovered it I'm a five one and of course I got out the textbook and spent the entire weekend devouring the textbook so I know there's so much you could spend hours talking about it so I'll just hand it over to you to give the audience a little bit of a basic summary if there is one of what human design is and why it's useful Yes. No, it's a great question. And for those of you that know what human design is, you know, like how insanely huge it is, which is like what you're alluding to Susie. So yeah. So human design is this wonderful system that is astrology adjacent astrology based, you could say, whereby the result of that system, when we put in your birth details and we generate a chart is essentially the a map of how your energy works. <clears throat> that is the simplest way to put it. Human design is a system that gives you a blueprint of how your energy works, mm-hmm. how you move throughout the world with your energy, how you're meant to make decisions, how you take in other people's energy and what other ener- and what energy you give off. And, and it's very practical in the sense that it really speaks to your body and really how you feel and really how your energy works. When we're talking about intuitive energy or physical motivation energy, or, you know, emotional energy, we speak to all of that in the system. And so, yeah, when you're, if you are somebody that loves typological systems, like Myers-Briggs and Neagram astrology, you know, numerology, human design kind of fits in that category for sure. It'll tell you so much about yourself. And the last thing I'll end with this is human design. The tagline is the science of differentiation, Mm -hmm. meaning it's the study of how unique we all are. And human design goes extremely deep as you were alluding to. I mean, it's my favorite description of it is like bananas. Like it is like the world's largest, most like, all-encompassing rabbit hole. Like there's so much information, but the purpose of it is to show you how you are uniquely designed to work, how your energy is uniquely designed to thrive and give you really practical tips on how to navigate the world with action, with decision-making and so, and so on and so forth 
according to how you're meant to, to do so. So yeah, that's the quickest way to, to summarize this beast yeah. of a system. <laughs> Amazing. I loved your summary. So many people struggle to say that in such like layman's terms. And that was so good. Um, oh, I'm glad. So I know that I could look, I also kind of like hear my audience part of them in my head as well. So I know what they're going to say. So there's a, there'll be a portion <laughs> of people who are like, Oh, I do definitely want to learn more about myself, but astrology, the stars, the planets, how, how is that telling anything about me? It's all a load of rubbish. And it's just, you know, it tells you what you want to hear. What would you say to those people? And I think for me, this really shifted when I understood what the imprint was about human design i.e it's like a timestamp of when your mm -hmm. soul is supposed to enter the body right and the alignment and that's when it clicked for me but what would you say to those people yeah no it's a it's a good it's a great discussion and one that i've had thankfully not too often in my life because i don't have too many people that like vehemently like oppose uh, the system and i'm never here to like convince anybody like please believe what you want to believe and when i've had the, it's, it's, it's always been a fruitful discussion. So I have two answers for this. One is like a scientific answer and the other one is more of like an anecdotal answer. So the scientific answer is, and, and I'll preface it with a cool fact that I think will make you think twice, is that the way in which we receive our human design is actually through these tiny particles called neutrinos that are the smallest particles of mass possible, which therefore means that they carry information. And so what are neutrinos? Neutrinos, these smart particles of mass, right, that carry information that therefore when they interact with our mass, like, you know, there's an interaction and information passes through. And essentially what's happening is that we're always in a neutrino stream all of the time. We're always in this field of neutrinos are moving quite quickly all of the time through, you know, they're passing through space and built, you know, washing the earth is being a wash in neutrinos all the time. So is all the planets. And so what we're really looking at is how the planets filtered that neutrino stream on the day you were born. And what is unique about human design is we also look at 88 days before you were born. That's like the, the unconscious energy. And so we're really just looking at how these huge planets that have influence on the solar system and have influence on us, how they were filtering the neutrino stream and therefore filtering these tiny particles of mass that actually carry information on these two important days. And the fun fact that I want to add about this is that Ra Uruhu, who is the man who channeled this, the human design system in 1987, predicted neutrinos 11 years before they were confirmed by science. Wow. So it's yeah. like, all right, you know, it, they exist, neutrinos exist, and they were predicted by this man before they were actually, you know, like measured by by scientists so yeah that's my first answer what are your thoughts <laughs> yeah honestly i i think this all the time there's so much science that's yet to be discovered because there's no study on it yet <laughs> everything Fourth. that's science now mm -hmm. before the study was done wasn't science <laughs> so yep. it's the thing and even as basic as like you know living by the ocean now and the amount that the ocean changes throughout the month because of the where the position of the planets and the moons and the sun and all of that are like well, I don't even know the science behind that but I know that is what it is it's like if we are a certain percentage water and it's doing that to the waves like there's gotta be a big influence on you know the skies on us right a hundred a hundred percent and and you know to your point of like you know like everything that we didn't know before wasn't science and now it is what i like to to say about this too is like just because we can't measure it doesn't mean it doesn't exist yeah. we like 
during Ra Uruhu's time when he channeled the system, there was not a device and a scientific process that existed to measure the existence of neutrinos. But now there is, and we know that neutrinos are a thing. And there's like YouTube, like TED Ed videos about what neutrinos are because they're so widely accepted by science. But this man literally channeled them 11 years before they were confirmed. So that's like the scientific understanding of what human design or how, yeah, how we get human design. And it really does have to do with, you know, uh, the the mechanic the like physics <laughs> you know and how how physics works the anecdotal answer is and and what I share too I, I don't typically get into the neutrino conversation I more just share the anecdotal answer for those non-believers I like to give them a reading essentially and just share some things if they're open to it right because I I I am not here to convince anybody one of my friends here in the building we were doing like a night where we were all getting to know each other. This is like many months ago when we all first met and we kind of got to the topic of like what I do. And they were like, Oh, read me, read me, read me. And everyone was like going around. And when it finally got to her turn, she was like, all right, give me your crock of shit. And I was like, dude, I have no stakes in convincing you. Like, if you want this, like I'm, I, I will share with you. And it kicked her into like a full fucking spiritual awakening because it was such uh. a powerful reading for her. And so my anecdotal stories that I tell is I consistently over and over again, read complete strangers for filth. <laughs> complete strangers I've never met before. I can tell them more about them than anyone else in their life because the system is so fucking specific and it's so on point and it's so true, you know? So I don't know what to tell you, man, random people from other countries and other parts of the world that I've never met before, like have like sobbed in my sessions because they feel so seen. So that's like my my anecdotal answer to that question. Yeah, I love it. Well, now we've got that out of the way because I think that's important because not it's just important because I don't want people who have a slightly closed off mind to something to miss out on a tool that could really, really help them. And so what I would just to close that conversation to anyone who is kind of in that group listing is that try something, see if you get something out of it. Like you don't need, if you don't, it's, you haven't lost anything. So go in with an open mind. And I know I've benefited so much from this tool. So I would definitely say dive into it. So in terms of now we've got this understanding of human design and there's these different, I never know what to call, like, you know, how those projectors manifestors, like, would you say different categories? I never know what the sort of name is. Yeah. Those are the human design types 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 yeah and there's these different types right and this can really like help you understand more about yourself and how you should design your work and life and things like this so tell us a little bit more about how you grew your business based on human design and Mm. at what point did you decide right this could be a software Mm, yeah no it's a good it's a fun question and I'll just say too to kind of back back what you were saying or piggyback on what you were saying. If you're listening to this, like, and you're like, what the heck is this person talking about? Just take what resonates, leave what doesn't. And kind of to Susie's point, like, I think you'll get something cool out of this conversation or just out of the system overall. And what I always like to say is it doesn't mean anything about you. If you try something, you know, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't change who you are, your identity or anything like that. Cause I know a lot of people in my life who have feared the system. It's like, well, what does it mean about me? Am I like a spiritual person now? Am I, is this against like my faith? And it's like, it doesn't mean anything about you. You're just testing something out that yeah. it just means that you're, you're open to things. So anyway, if you even want to put that meaning on. Okay. So human design has, how did it help me grow my business? So it's interesting because it's kind of meta, right? Like I, 
profit from the system because I teach it and I, and my offers are doing readings for people or teaching courses around it, or, you know, in this case, selling software, like we're going to get into, but it also is meta in the sense that I use my own design in order to create a really aligned business for me, it, it, it informed the way that I run my business. It informed my branding It informed the kinds of offers that I create and informed the, yeah, like the containers that I design in a lot of ways. So, you know, I'll just kind of share some brief snippets of that. So you guys can get some examples. So kind of how Susie was alluding to, there's the, the biggest umbrella that we can categorize you under is the five human design types or like four and a half, depending on your, on your, where you land in the, in the school of thought. And so there's supposedly, or, you know, from the context of human design, there's these five energy types and we all function very differently. And, you know, Susie mentioned projectors, we have reflectors, we have generators, manifestors, and what I am manifesting generator. Just a quick pause, as I would like you to imagine if you could build a business that allowed you to quit your corporate job. A business where the mission gave you purpose, passion, and fulfillment every single day. Where the business model is structured intentionally so that you have the freedom to work from anywhere in places like Bali and travel the world whilst earning an unlimited income. You're in luck because applications are open for my 12-week signature business accelerator program, Launch Academy. It's designed to help you launch your own online business, and it's the course I wished I had when I left corporate. We'll be covering things like your why, getting to know your values so that the foundations of your business idea are actually able to light you up in life. We'll be going into things like confidence, sales mindset, money mindset, building resilience as an entrepreneur, stepping into that new identity, which really is a complete flip of the one that we have in corporate. We'll also be diving into business models, growing your audience, launch strategy, and so much more so that you'll be able to launch your business by the end of our 90 days together. It's a group container, so you'll be with a group of other high-achieving women all doing the same thing, all ready to support you and cheer you on and even collaborate. So if you dream of starting an online business and quitting your nine-to-five, if you've been inspired by the podcast and you know deep down that you were meant for more but you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't know where to start, you're struggling with confidence and you're just scared of jumping out of your comfort zone and your corporate identity. Perhaps you have a bit of imposter syndrome and you're just thinking things like, am I wired to be an entrepreneur? I'm here to tell you that yes, you are. I thought all of these things too. And I will support and guide you from concept right the way through to launch along with the other women in Launch Academy. So to apply, tap the link in the show notes and fill out the application form. I personally review every single one and I will respond within 48 hours with the outcome. It's application because I am very protective of the energy inside the container. So if you're accepted, the next step is to make the investment through my secure payment link and your spot is saved to start next month with an incredible group of other female entrepreneurs. Make sure you get your applications in quickly as applications will be closing very soon. So if you want to launch your online business with us in 90 days, tap the application link in the show notes. Back to the episode. Without getting into the weeds of what all the types are, there's many other places that you can read about just the basics of those and and, and I'll, I'll share resources if that's useful. I am the manifesting generator type and the manifesting generator type is the multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate individual that's here to do a lot of things, 
kind of multitask. And my favorite description is merge seemingly unrelated fields into one new one that they will forge that path on. And so what does that mean for my business? It means that I'm always have, I always have many projects going on at the same time. I'm not necessarily here to finish all of them. So that was like a big, you know, permission slip on myself of like, oh, manifesting generators are not necessarily here to finish all of these things. You can start and then stop whenever it feels aligned to stop. The kinds of, what this is one of the things that really allowed me to get into the world of business was knowing that I have big cycles of energy. So sometimes I can work a lot and sometimes I'm like, nope, I'm just going to play switch all day and that's it. So I really needed to have that time freedom. And that's why I didn't want to work for anyone else. Cause I don't, I don't have that consistent energy of like nine to five every day. I just don't function that way. And so I, I, create my offers, knowing that I'm going to have different cycles in my energy without getting into too many specifics. It's like, I'm here. There's so many things about my design that describe that I'm here to use my voice, right? So voice is like a big part of my business. And so I teach a lot and I use my voice a lot in those ways. I'm my, my podcast is like almost about to launch. That's been a thing for a long time coming. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I look at the certain gates in my human design, which are just very specific energies to know what people want from me. And I, and I am able to create certain offers around that. So, so yeah, and, and I use Gene Keys a lot for that too. Gene Keys is a sister system to human design. So yeah, that's like how human design has helped me with my business. I'm happy to get into more of that if that's useful, but it's meta because I teach it, but also I use it for myself. And to answer your question of when I kind of knew that it was going or, or that I wanted to create a software is when I was finishing out my certification. So I had done a lot of self-study and then finally I was like, all right, I need to like get certified in this. And also it was like double, like I got certified in human design coaching. So like I got certified in human design and coaching at the same time. It was very, you know, multi-hyphenate efficiency, yeah. skip the steps kind of thing for many gens. When I was finishing it out, I was like, wow, like I, really just need a place to like store all of these notes. And like, I can just tell that this is a system that just keeps going on forever. And there's so much more information I can get out of this. And, and just to give some context, human design is called an experiment. So it's something you're meant to experiment with and put into practice with gene keys is called a contemplation. So it's something you're meant to contemplate and really sit with. And so you're supposed to get essentially more out of the system, the more you spend time with it. And I was like, well, where do I store this information that I'm getting more and more? And where do I store all the anecdotal stories I'm getting of clients and how their design shows up for them? Where do I put all this information? And so I basically just made an app for myself. <laughs> and then I showed it to my coach and she was like, what the fuck? I would buy this. And I was like, really? Okay. That's good to know. And then that's how I built the working prototype of my app, which is called the cosmic compendium. A compendium is just an encyclopedia that you can grow, which is exactly what the intention was. And cosmic is of the stars, right? It's an encyclopedia of the stars that is here to grow and expand with you. And right now we are, we, we, it's me. I'm the one that built it. I, my company, my st startup is in the like working prototype phase and you know, it's, it's, it sells, people use it, it works, it's great. And the next step is like built like a, build a custom app, you know, but that's, this is the startup aspect of it. You know, you, know, you got to raise the money for it. You got to hire the right people for it. So, but yeah, I basically just built an app for myself and then got the reflection that I should probably be selling it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that's just so great. So I want to just pinpoint to the bit where you said, yeah, so I just created an app for myself. How did you create an app for yourself? I built it on another app that I already knew how to use very wow. well. That is functions like a Wikipedia type of app. So like an internal wiki app. And I, I just like 
so one of the things in human design, you talked about five, one, that's your profile. That's like your personality. And it speaks to a lot of your gifts. I'm the two, five profile. So the two is like the natural, the person who just kind of picks things up really easily. So for this particular software called notion, I mm-hmm. just picked it up super quickly. And I essentially built the most gnarly, wicked notion template you could possibly imagine and filled it with tons of information and interlinked a million different databases and tags and filters. And so like, it's like, it's beautiful. And I built it on Notion so that I could have a working prototype and actually, and here's what I learned from, from tech, right? I learned how to run my business like a lean startup. If you've ever read the book, The Lean Startup, you know what I'm talking about, but I built an MVP. I built a minimum viable product so that I could validate this product in the market instead of like hiring the software engineers for multiple six figures and getting them to, to build something that nobody wants, right? I built it literally for free because Notion is free. So I built it for free. It just took my time. I did end up hiring someone to help me write all of the pages because it's like a Wikipedia, right? So I wrote a couple hundred and I had someone else write a couple hundred. So we wrote it together. The only thing it cost me was paying my contractors to help me write. That was it. Everything else was totally free. I designed everything myself in in Canva, literally. I I built the whole thing for myself. And then I was like, oh, this would be really great to sell. (laughs) Or I had the reflection that it would be really great to sell. So yeah, that's that's how I did it. (laughs) It sounds like a really kind of natural progression as well. You just followed what you were interested in and passionate about and what was useful. And I think that's such the best way to build a business and find opportunities and things. So just give everyone a little bit of context. What would people use the app for? What who is it really useful for? Yeah, 100%. And and to kind of I'll just back something that you said just really quickly. You said it was a natural progression of the things that I already knew how to do. And it speaks to what I said earlier about manifesting generators who they're here to merge seemingly unrelated fields and like forge a new one. That app was built on my tech background, my marine science background and my spiritual background, right? So it's like, I have all the human design knowledge. Great. I want to put it in something. Well, I have the tech knowledge. I know how to, I know I'm an Aquarius rising. You know, it's like, I know how to like to work with tech. Like I grew up around tech. I I can pick it up really quickly. So I was able to build that. And for the software startup, I worked in a data software startup. That's what I worked on. Like we worked with data. It was data engineering, data science. And, and I also did a lot of data, you know, work when I was doing my thesis in marine science. So I had a lot of context around how to make data useful in data and how to make data presentable for folks and how do we filter in interesting ways so that we can get interesting we can draw interesting conclusions that maybe people aren't because they're not looking at human design in like a spreadsheet format. Right. Mm -hmm. So it does draw on all of my, on all of my background and it's, and it was a natural progression and it was surprisingly incredibly easy to build because it just was aligned in that way. It doesn't, it's not that it was without effort, but it was like easy and natural to, to, to do it. But yeah, so who is the app for? So this is definitely one of those apps that is for human design and Gene Keys professionals right now, the way that it is built. When we move into the like bespoke app creation phase, I'll, I'll be creating some that are a little bit more beginner friendly. And what's not is beginner friendly is like the price point because it's just such a huge app. I mean, it has all of the human design, not all, but like a lot of the human design and Gene Keys information all in one place. That's the Wikipedia aspect of it. So this is for like 
the person who is referencing human design and jinkies material all the time. And they're just tired of having a million different tags, tabs and, and books everywhere. It's like, oh, it's all in one place. And it's all interlinked for the first time ever. You're reading about human design types and it says manifesting generator. You can just click on that link and it takes you to the Manny Gen page like a Wikipedia should. There's no Wikipedia for human design and jinkies, which is like inferior. Now there is, but it was infuriating to me at the mm-hmm. time. Then there's, you know, the database aspect, which all of the, as much as I could, all of the terminology in these systems were put in a spreadsheet format with certain like properties that became tags that allowed you to group and filter for information in interesting ways. So that's the database aspect of it. And again, if you're not, if you, if you're not a professional or a highly motivated student working with these systems, it's just a lot of fucking information. So it might not yeah. necessarily be useful to you at first, unless you really love this stuff and you're like a five, one or a one. Three Sounds great. I know I was, die. I like yeah, the sound right. of everything being in there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And then the last aspect is the journal or the expansion aspect because it's built on notion. And that's always my intention for it when we, when we actually, you know, what's the word like code the app, but yeah, because it's built on notion, you can, you can edit everything. So you can, my intention was to create a Wikipedia and database structure that is fixed and supports you in the sense that like the, the Manny Gen page exists and it, and it's filtering for any, t- any journal entry or any, you know, client that you have that is a Manny Gen. But at the bottom of that page, you can add as much information as you want to it. So you can create your own, or you can add and expand to create your own Manny Gen page, for example. So you can always reference the same material that you always want to reference about Manny Gens, but now it's not in three different tabs, a podcast, an Instagram post, and a book that you like, you know, can't find anymore. It's all in one place. And the cool thing about Notion is you can embed audio, you can embed video, you can embed PDFs, images, like you can put whatever the hell you want on there. And that is definitely the intention for that moving forward. When we, when we code it ourselves, I will be hiring for that. I will not be coding any of that. (laughs) When my team codes it for me, when I hire them is to be able to, you know, have this beautiful Wikipedia page that does have the video that you love the most about, you know, human design, or it does have the podcast episode that spoke to you the most about emotional authority already embedded in there so you can just play it whenever you want so yeah but right now it's mostly for professionals mostly for human design and jinkies professionals or highly motivated students like yourself (laughs) yeah so amazing and I want to just you know draw that all together and say to the listeners like just use Maria's experience in the sense of she came from a, a kind of tech startup background right but it wasn't necessarily what you wanted to do forever but then she paired her passion and then used her skills to like marry the two. So I think sometimes when you work in corporate, it can be so hard to think, how can I use what my skills to create something? But actually, is there a way you can marry the two of like what you're passionate about over here and what you're used to? I always used to, I come from banking and I always used to think, what am I supposed to do? Create a bank? Like <laughs> that kind of thing. But you're such a good example of where you can actually create something that you love based on the skills that you built, even in a a company that wasn't quite aligned. So I think there's so many learnings there. A hundred percent. And I, and it's like, yeah, I I have so many things to say about this that I'm like drawing a blank because I feel like I speak about this kind of stuff all the time. And it's like, you have so many skills that you don't even know that you have, you know, when you get into this and, and, and for many of us, it really works to just kind of have them pulled out of us as we experiment, as we try new things. And you're like, Oh my God, I really am capable of this thing. Or like, wait, like this, 
you know, this is a thing that I could definitely help this person with or whatever, but like, don't sell yourself short if you're listening to this and, and relating to what Susie is saying about like, how am I supposed to use my skills? It's like, there's plenty, plenty of ways and plenty of skills yeah. you have that are like hard skills and soft skills. Or what It's like, you have so much talent already within you. Absolutely. So we've got kind of 10, 15-ish minutes left. So I think it would be also useful to kind of complete the loop of, you mentioned like a little bit about Manny Jen. It would be Mm. useful maybe to just cover your thoughts as a summary on the other types. And I guess maybe at this point, it's probably useful to just tell people who don't know what type they are, how they can find out. Yes. So how you can find out is you can go to my website and pull your chart for free, and then you'll get access to some free masterclasses to teach you about the the introduction of these systems. So just go to mariahenning.com slash chart. And I'll have the birth time conversation now. So if you're, if you've never had your birth time, so it's going to ask you for your name and your, and your birth date, because we need to know what time and where you were born in order to pull your astrology chart. That isn't going to inform your human design chart. So you do need to know birth time exact is important. And so I know, you, I know, you know, your birthday and where you were born most likely, but if you might not know your birth time. And so make, there's some FAQs. I give some tips in that page as well. But try your best to either call a family member, the hospital, or try to locate your birth certificate to see if you can find that birth time. If you can't, use a pendulum in order to narrow down your birth time. So pendulums are, you know, little instruments that we can use to muscle test and ask yes or no questions. And the way in which you would use a pendulum to narrow down your birth time is by asking yes or no questions around the time you were born. Example, was I born between, you know, or was I born before 10 a.m.? Yes. Okay, great. Was I born after 9am? Yes. Okay, great. We've just narrowed it down to between nine and 10am. And you just keep asking questions like that. Was I born before 1030? Was I born, you know, whatever, until you kind of narrow down your birth time. So that's the birth time conversation. You can pull your chart for free at mariahenning.com slash chart. And you'll get some resources after that. But yeah, so there are five human design types, like, like Susie and I have been chatting about. And the way that they're described in the literature is they are the five aura types, or again, you know, the source really speaks to just four aura types with the Manny Gen being like a subtype. So we'll just say five for the sake of simplicity, but it's really speaking to your aura and how your aura works and how your energy works. And so we'll start with the generator aura. So the generator aura, the generator type, these are the individuals that have a warm and enveloping aura and due to their, you know, the way that they are defined, which we're not going to get into that necessarily, because that will be a lot into the weeds. Generators are here to respond to things that light them up and give them energy. So what it feels like for you to respond as a generator is something comes in your awareness. You hear something in a podcast that really sparks your interest to you. Your friend says a suggestion that gets you excited, or someone says something that doesn't get you excited. You say, no, generators are here to say yes to things that light them up and no to things that drain their energy in order to essentially create satisfaction in their life. Generators are the creative builders, the super warm and enveloping, juicy, you know, energetic types. And the reason they're called generators is when you do something as a generator that does let you up, it gives you more energy back. And so generators are unique in that sense where the center that they have, the motor center that they have to find that allows them to do that 
Mm. and that makes them generators is what allows them to receive energy back as they're doing the thing that they Mm. love. So if you're a generator, when you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. It's kind of the, 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 it's a very generator saying, it's like, when you do something you love, you get lost in it. It gives you energy back. You feel satisfied at the end of the day. And when you do something you hate, you feel drained of your energy. You feel frustrated. And that's a sign that you get to pivot into something that does feel satisfying and does feel energetic. So that's a generator type. What generator or what type are you, Susie? I'm a project. You're a projector. Great. So we'll get to projectors in a second. We'll follow the story of the type. So that's a generator type. Generators are around, you know, 30 something percent of the population, 34, 35. Then we have the manifestor type, which are around 9% of the population and manifestors have a repelling aura. So where generators are really warm and enveloping, and they're drawing in, you know, things to respond to manifestors are repelling the, essentially the, the people that are not correct for them and repelling the opportunities that are not correct for them in order to filter out for the ones that are, because what manifestors are here to do is initiate urges that come straight from the universe and manifestors are the only ones that are not waiting on someone else. They're waiting for the universe. <laughs> They're here to initiate ideas and urges that they get directly from the universe, whether they know it or not, they can't explain it and trailblaze a path forward. And they repel the people that are not going to support them in that and, and therefore keep the right people that are going to support the manifestor in initiating that thing. So manifestors are not the builders. They're not here to have generating, regenerating energy. They're you're here to initiate. They're, they're the starters. And so they're actually not meant to finish things. So if you're a manifester, don't worry. You're not meant to be someone that finishes a bunch of things. You might, if it feels aligned, but most of you are here to initiate the rest of us. And what manifestors really want is peace. That's their signature. So peace of being followed by the right people, people who see your ideas, see your vision, who listen to you. Manifestors are very much defined by their throat. And so people who listen to you, who see your vision and what gets them, what shows them rather that they're out of alignment is the frequency of anger. So no one gets it. No one's following me. I can't do things I want. People keep interrupting me. I can't be in my like creative flow. That kind of thing. So we have the generators who are warm and enveloping and are here to respond to things that then give them more energy back. And then manifestors who are here to initiate the urges that they get. We then have the blend of the two, which is my type, which is a manifesting generator type. So we are here to speak and start new things like manifestors, but also respond to life like generators. And we do have that regenerating sacral energy that gives us energy back as we work on on these things. And so because we have regenerating energy and energy to speak and start new things, we become these individuals that are here to do and start many different things. And we also seek satisfaction and peace. We seek the generator signature of satisfaction and the manifestor signature nature of peace. And we also are here to be guided by the frustration and anger into a better and more satisfying and peaceful thing. So that is the first three types. And then we have the projectors. So projectors, which is what Susie is, are the master guides of the collective. So if we have the build, we have the leader, actually, we just started with manifestors rather. We have the leader, which is the manifestor. We have the builder, which is the man, the generator. And then we have like the hybrid of the two, which is the Manny Gen. We now need a guide. We need someone to help us to like guide this whole thing forward. And that's where the projectors come in. They have a penetrating aura. So they basically, I like my, how my projector friend described it. She actually, I just, she said this in Bali when I was in Bali, like a month ago or two, a couple months ago, she said, I eat auras is how she said it because projectors see so deeply. And that's what makes them such incredible guides. They're here to master a certain system and guide folks through it. They see people very deeply and 
are essentially here to give their advice when asked. That is the projector strategy of waiting to, to be invited. And so, which I'll just say really quickly, if you're hearing this as a first time listener to like what the hell a projector is, you don't need to be invited to go to the bathroom or post on your Instagram, but you do need to be invited to give someone very deep, intense advice about what they should do with their life. If you just give advice or give your guidance without being invited, it, it'll backfire. And what it'll backfire into is bitterness, which is the the non-self theme of projectors, bitterness of no one's taking my advice, no one is seeing the guidance I'm giving them, what's even the point, it's so frustrating, no one sees me, and that is going to pivot you into what you actually are designed to, to achieve in this lifetime, which is success. So success and recognition, being recognized in turn for the amazing guidance that you give, for the how deeply you see people, and how helpful you are, essentially to the rest of us. So that is the projector type. I'm curious if that resonates with you before I finish. Yeah, it's crazy. Cause I mean, when I delved into this, I was like, wow, that does like resonate with me for sure. It's just like, it's quite an intense, it's quite intense being me. I feel like, And like, but I, I just, I can see everyone's potential. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's not really appropriate to just tell them that right now. Like, it's a bit too much but I I think that's why I've gone on to do what I'm doing right like I'm in the right place helping people create their ideas into reality so I feel I thrive there yes and here's what I'll say I'll say something about that but let me just finish on reflectors really quick so we can close that loop yeah reflectors are the last human design type and they make up less than one percent of the population so they're quite rare And what makes them unique is that they are completely open in their aura and they have a sampling aura. That is the, that is the term. So they're here to like sample and sip because they're totally open. The rest of us have some sort of, you know, to put the word, the technical word is definition, which just means that there's somewhere in our design where we are closed off to other people because we generate that energy on our own. Think of it like chakras. It's really what we're looking at is center definition. So there's somewhere, you know, for all generator types, it's like, we all have, we all generate sacral energy. And so we were closed off to other people's sacral energy. You know, it's like we generate our own reflectors are unique in the sense that they are totally open. They don't have any single place where they are closed off when it comes from, when it comes to the center perspective, they have gates and other things that that are defined, but not centers. And so that allows them to essentially be able to take in energy from anyone and any, and any place. And so what reflectors are masters at is being the judges of the collective because they are in, in, if we look at the traditional, like metaphor for the human design types. It's like the manifester takes us from the tribe and is like, let's go build a village somewhere else. And then the generator like responds to that is like, yeah, let's go do it. And they like walk over and the projector is like, okay, well, like you guys need a blueprint. So let me like help you out with that. And then the manifest generator is like, all right, cool. Like what else needs to get done? Like they do all the things like jack of all trades. And so after, you know, the generators and many gens have finished building thanks to the leadership and guidance from manifestors and projectors, we then welcome in the, the, one reflector, right? The one, because there's there's never going to be more than one really, because they're so rare, but the one reflector in the tribe who's then going to share with us how we did, right? The, mm. the judgment. And, and because they can sample so much, they also are, live in a predictive state and they're super intuitive. And so that leads them to have this signature frequency 
And all these signatures that I've said, by the way, you guys are like the, your divine green flags, essentially. So like satisfaction, peace, success. For reflectors, it's surprise, right? They are so predictive and so intuitive that the best case scenario for them is that they actually get to be surprised and delighted by the outcome. It's better than they were expecting versus the, the red flag, the divine red flag that shows them they get to pivot into something else is disappointment. It's like worse than they expected that they're because they live in this like predictive state. So yeah, those are the five human design types. So the manifester who is repelling and is here to initiate and seek peace. We have the generator who is warm and enveloping and they're here to respond and get energy back from the correct thing so they can feel satisfied. The manigen who is a blend of both. The projectors who have that penetrating aura. So they're here to be invited to share their guidance and therefore experience recognition. And the projectors who have the sampling aura who are here to judge the rest of us essentially. That sounds crazy to say, but there's more nuance to that, but there, we just can't get into it in this in this call necessarily. But they're here to, to sample and sip and, and hopefully get to a state of surprise and delight. So those are the five human design types. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. God, so much juice. So and, we, and that yeah. is like one of like 1,000 things that we could get into. Yes, in exactly. System. It's so in-depth. <laughs> so we're definitely slightly going to go over by five minutes. So just checking that's good with you. Totally fine. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah thanks 100%. so much for giving that detail. I just think that's so useful for everyone to hear. For the last kind of five minutes, I normally just jump into a bit of a quick fire round. So I've got three questions that I ask everyone. So are you ready? Okay. Before we get into that, let me just finish off the thing that I was going to say earlier. I wanted to speak to something you said and I I have have time, so it's all good. Number one, um, if you're hearing that this is a banana system and you're overwhelmed, don't worry about it. I literally heard (laughs) on a podcast what a mani gen was and that gave me the courage to quit my business. So you don't need to get into all the things to get the benefit (laughs) from it. Just take it at your own pace. It's all good. But what I wanted to say is you said it's quite tough to be me and I want to give the give the preface to anyone who's new to the human design system is that you're typically what you'll experience with when you get into human design is you'll feel like oh no i got the worst chart <laughs> because you are getting your conditioning reflected back to you you're like oh what i'm supposed to be initiating i've always been told that i'm too bossy you're like what i'm supposed to be doing only things i love as a generator like that's so selfish like i can't do that because you were taught something different And through the process of experimenting with your human design and the other process in human design that we do, which is deconditioning, which is unlearning all the bullshit that took us away from who we actually are. When you decondition enough, you will have the opposite experience, which is you're going to be like, motherfucker, I got the best fucking chart because it's going to feel so amazing to live your life. And for me, when I was learning about my human design, when I was learning about my gene keys, I I talked to my mentor and I was like, is it possible to have like a horrifically difficult combination of gates (laughs) and gene keys? And, And like, is it possible for someone to just have gotten the worst possible, like, you know, combination of this kind of stuff and she was like dude everyone feels that way and now I'm like I got the best motherfucking chart this is so great because it feels so good to be you mm. so just know that's waiting for you if you are what you know getting into this world and you're hearing me say all this stuff and you're like I don't feel like that at all it's okay <laughs> so that's what I wanted to say and yes you can get into your rapid fire questions yeah amazing yeah I I just actually want to just add to that quickly in the sense of yeah go for it. it yeah it can be one of those things can't it where you read I read about the projector for example and I'm like it's quite an intense energy or you see deeply into people and I definitely do 
But then, then I'm like, okay, now I've got to be aware of that because not everybody's ready for that. But right. Then, but then you also don't want to sort of dampen your gift if to the world, right? So it's just it's a really interesting one, and it's a lot of like balancing conditioning, understanding it. And I don't think you can't just read the textbook in a weekend and then understand how to implement it. Unfortunately, not yet, but yeah. soon, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite an intense system. Yeah. Cool. Especially I'm glad that resonated. App. <laughs> yes. So, yes, exactly. okay. So quick fire round. So my first question is, how did you get your first few sales ever in your business? So way back when, when you first offered mm. your first service, how did you find those first few clients? Yes. Aside from, I'll speak to the coaching business specifically, because I got some random, you know, freelance marketing clients that were all my friends. So like my, my friend, like Danny hired me for her, like real estate business or whatever. So speaking to the coaching business specifically, I had one random sale that was from a fellow mastermind friend. I joined a mastermind to help me launch the business and she was starting a membership portal and wanted a course. And so I made like a random, like three hour course, like three module course for her. And I got $200 for that. And that was like in the middle of the summer, but I didn't actually make coaching sales and reading sales until September of 2020. So I think I made that random course sale in like June. And then in September, I made my first actual sales. And how I did that is from about April to June to September, when I was like really committed to starting the coaching business, I just posted a ton of on Instagram. I did all the things I was taught to do. I was in a boss babe, what's it called? Mastermind, boss babe, Inc., the, the boss babe girls. So I was oh, yeah. learning, they're like, they're like the Instagram queens. So like I learned all the things on Instagram from them. I did all my hashtags and all my engagement. I did my brand pillars and all things you're told to do. And I had amassed a whopping 656 followers. And I created my little 12 week coaching program and I created a sales page and I did a 14-day pre-launch campaign and a 14-day launch campaign where I went live on Instagram every other day and every other day I had a, a value post to share with people and I emailed like every other day or something like that to my like 123 like email list subscribers or something like that and I got two coaching signups so I made $3,000 because the coaching was put $1,500 and I sold like one or two human design readings for like $75. So I had like a 3K month in September 2020. And that was my first like ever sale. Amazing. I love that. That's so insightful. I always like to ask, ask this question because it's just so helpful to show people how everybody got started. So the second one is how do you typically overcome fear in business? Because this can often be something that people really struggle to get over. Mm. So I started my business by teaching self-trust and how do you trust yourself? And I taught about fear a lot and describing the difference between like fear and intuition and what I, the, the flavor of fear that typically we fall under is like an imposter syndrome type fear and like a worst case scenario type of fear. And so the way that I overcome that kind of stuff is number one, imposter syndrome is just showing me the limits of my current comfort zone. And so I actually just have to keep going, but I'm not an imposter <laughs> and I just get to keep going and try and, and be humble enough to like 
fail or if someone corrects me if I say something wrong take the correction right but it's like it's not I'm not gonna die if like I could say something wrong and then that's happened like maybe a couple of times that I that something's been pointed out to me and I'm like oh yeah I didn't say that correctly so that's the, how I work with imposter syndrome imposter syndrome is my friend it shows me where I am at the limits of my comfort zone and so I need to move beyond it and so I do you know when you do I do my EFT tapping I do my journaling like there's some I need to work through it but like it's typically a friend and then with other types of fears where it's like oh god like what if this happens and what if that it's always a what if right and so that's where I use the worst case scenario trick which is I actually just stop asking what if and I just get into the worst case scenario I'm like well what is the worst case scenario and typically what you will land is everyone's gonna hate me I'm gonna lose my business and I'm gonna end up on the streets that's always where you will land and so when you get there from like, what if I post this meme on Instagram? You're like, all right, like this is not going to fucking happen. I'm not going to post this meme and rebrand and it's going to lead to me being homeless and dying. Yeah. But we think that it does. But when you actually do the, the work to like, well, then if I post this then Susie's going to be like, blah, blah, blah. And then Sally's going to be like, da, da, da. And it's like, when you do all that effort, that mental work, and you get to that worst case scenario of dying, you're like, well, this is ridiculous. But if you don't think it's ridiculous now, you can make a plan to get out of that worst case scenario. And so now your brain doesn't have an unclosed loop in its brain of like, what if, what if, what if? Well, it's like, well, if I do become homeless because I posted a meme, then this is what I would do, <laughs> you know? And so that typically kind of stops the fear. So, you know, and, and there's, I think there's a lot to say for fear, you know, being something somatic and, and needing to work with the body directly and needing to work with the subconscious. And I do all kinds of stuff for that. But typically fear is a good sign, it's a sign that you're growing when it's in the form of imposter syndrome. And even it's a good sign when it's in the worst case scenario, because it's again, just like a sign of the limits of your comfort zone. And you can just do an exercise that takes five minutes to really just get down to the nitty gritty of your worst case scenario and tell your brain to stop thinking about it because it's actually not going to ever happen. And if it does, you have a plan. I love that. I love that. I love what you just, how you explained <laughs> about looking at fear and imposter syndrome, because often the feeling in the body is so much worse than what's actually behind it. So just even uh, most people won't even go there. So it's just like, what am I scared of? And then answering that question. And sometimes it's like, oh, is it just that? <laughs> you know. So yes, I, I just love 100%. that. Okay, final question is what sets women apart as leaders? Oh, I mean, just watch the Barbie movie, you know, and you'll see. <laughs> I seen it. I need to see it. Oh, God, it was so good. <laughs> what sets women apart as leaders? Wow, I've never been asked this question. What a loaded question. I need like a second to think about it. Oh, I think the answer that is coming up right now, at least in the country that I was born in and also mm. the one that I was raised in, is that due to our current societal conditioning, women have had to be leaders and have had to grow up way faster than men. And so we actually have way more of a head start <laughs> when mm. it comes to like leadership. And you can't compare, you know, a person in this case, let's say that they're a man, right? A man who was just stepping into his leadership at the ripe age of 30 to like a little girl who at 12 was having to be a leader in her house. Yeah. You know, it's like that when you've been a child and you've had to think about other people's feelings and you've had to organize things and you've had mm -hmm. to like, you know, rally people together. Like I can just think of being a kid and being like, all right, I'm like the boys, like, Thanksgiving dinner is ready. Like, it's like, you have to like assert yourself and be heard. Like 
if you've had that experience during your formative years and for much of your formative years, which is most of women, I would say, like your brain is fucking different. Mm. <laughs> like it, it, it just is, you know, and versus I look at, you know, my brothers or other boys I know who were, you know, unfortunately, as we, as again, in our, in our societies, at least the ones that I'm from, were really coddled and allowed to be kids for a long time. I'm not saying that they're worse leaders, but it sets us apart. We are different yeah. types of leaders. They have a different perspective because they got to be innocent for a little longer. We, I would say, have more experience and have a brain that is a little more designed towards leadership because we've just, we're thinking about it subconsciously for longer than men <laughs> and during our yeah, formative years. Wow. What a powerful so. answer. I love that one. I have never said that before because I've never had that question asked before. And I'm like, I think I, it's, this is one of those things in, in my human design that I don't know what I think until I say it. So thank you for pulling that out. Cause I'm like, wow, yeah. I've never thought about that before, but I would, that's, I stand behind that statement. Yeah. Super powerful. <laughs> I don't think I've had it answered in that way either. So amazing. Okay, Maria. Well, thank you so much for your time. Where can the listeners find you? And I know you mentioned your website earlier, but just say all the links again and I'll put them in the show notes. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. So you'll catch me hanging out on Instagram at by Maria Henning. So B Y. And then my first and last name, because everything I create is by Maria Henning. And that's where you can find out about all the things that I do. So one easy place, but if you did want to pull your chart and get some freebies teaching you the foundations of these systems post to pulling your chart, then just go to mariahenning.com slash chart. And that's where we can hang out. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thanks so much for coming on. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Just a quick pause as I would like you to imagine if you could build a business that allowed you to quit your corporate job, a business where the mission gave you purpose, passion and fulfillment every single day, where the business model is structured intentionally so that you have the freedom to work from anywhere in places like Bali and travel the world whilst earning an unlimited income. You're in luck because applications are open for my 12-week signature business accelerator program, Launch Academy. It's designed to help you launch your own online business and it's the course I wished I had when I left corporate. We'll be covering things like your why, getting to know your values so that the foundations of your business idea are actually able to light you up in life. We'll be going into things like confidence, sales mindset, money mindset, building resilience as an entrepreneur, stepping into that new identity, which really is a complete flip of the one that we have in corporate. We'll also be diving into business models, growing your audience, launch strategy, and so much more so that you'll be able to launch your business by the end of our 90 days together. It's a group container, so you'll be with a group of other high-achieving women all doing the same thing, all ready to support you and cheer you on and even collaborate. So if you dream of starting an online business and quitting your nine-to-five, if you've been inspired by the podcast and you know deep down that you are meant for more, but you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't know where to start, you're struggling with confidence and you're just scared of jumping out of your comfort zone and your corporate identity. Perhaps you have a bit of imposter syndrome and you're just thinking things like, am I wired to be an entrepreneur? I'm here to tell you that yes, you are. I thought all of these things too. And I will support and guide you from concept right the way through to launch along with the other women in Launch Academy. So to apply, tap the link in the show notes and fill out the application form. I personally review every single one and I will respond within 48 hours with the outcome. 
It's application because I am very protective of the energy inside the container. So if you're accepted, the next step is to make the investment through my secure payment link and your spot is saved to start next month with an incredible group of other female entrepreneurs. Make sure you get your applications in quickly as applications will be closing very soon. So if you want to launch your online business with us in 90 days, tap the application link in the show notes. Back to the episode. 